Hello, welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It's me, Jasmine. I am here with America and Jasmine with the E. And I'm just, this is, I'm just so excited that we are here. So let's go ahead and check in. Let's see how everyone has been since the last time we potted. Um, I'll start my highlight and my challenge. Let's see. My highlight has been my baby turning one yesterday. Um, I threw a party and let me tell you, I wasted so much money, (laughs) so much money. Um, And she, she had an attitude, you know, most of the party, but she rode on a pony for the first time. You know, it was great. So that was my highlight, you know, just keeping this human that I made alive and well and happy for a year um, with my husband, obviously. And then my challenge has been um, I'm in the process of going to a new job and they are very slow. And so it's like I need to be able to plan things. So I need y'all to kind of like get on top of it. Um, So just kind of dealing with that. I knew what I was getting when I applied, but it's just frustrating um, still. So that has been my highlight and challenge. What about you, America? What's been going on, sis? So first, let me say something about baby's birthday. It's her birthday and she can cry if she wants to. Okay. So I just did. (laughs) I just sis get to feel her feels on her birthday too. So, but yeah, happy birthday. And I'm glad that y'all had a good weekend. Um, so my highlight for the week would be that I finally got out the house because I have been isolated because pandemic. Um, and went to Mexico and it was a cute little vacation or whatever. Um okay. so it was cute or whatever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> did you get, did you serve some looks? Like what was I the vibe? Mean, you know, I do, I do a little song, you know, people let the hoodie fool them, but don't, don't let it fool you. I did, I did a little song, song. Um, oh. so it was good. It was really good. Show off that Peloton body. Period. The yeah. thing Peloton I believe body. it. Okay. Per. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was really good. And I would say, oddly enough, my challenge is the fact, and I think we're going to talk about this definitely today with this episode but my challenge is that I've been off for the last two weeks um and that's a challenge mentally for me because you know I'm used to doing and going being mm-hmm. productive right this concept of what that means so it's been a challenging or has been three weeks I think it's been three weeks but it's been a challenging three weeks to just calm my mind and mm. just be mm-hmm. so yeah okay and what about you, Jasmine? What's going on in Houston? <laughs> it's hot as hell. Somebody come help me. It's ghetto. The sun. <laughs> um, I honestly, my highlight really was my 30th birthday. Um, yes! I really felt like <laughs> it was a really fun-ass weekend. Um, I celebrated with... Uh, my parents, uh, their new spouses, my little brothers. Um, I had friends come into Houston from elementary all the way up to college. Um, And for someone that they're, one, I was a military kid, we moved around 
uh, mm -hmm. at most every three years uh, growing up. So to have friendships that go back that far, um, people that know you uh, before, I mean, really, truly, like before the world really like gets a hold of you. Um, right. And I'm one that, you know, I feel like my, um, my experiences, my trauma really shaped my 20s. And uh, my mom and I were talking at the end of everything. I like dropped my girlfriend off at the airport. My mom and I are just kind of catching up over the phone. And I was like, you know what? I really feel like a door closed. And, uh, and really like a new season, a new chapter mm -hmm. has begun. So that's a like a highlight for me and yeah. high key a blessing. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Uh, and really a challenge. Thank you. Uh, really a challenge is just honestly rising to that occasion, shaking mm -hmm. off the doubt, the fear, the anxiety, uh, those days of slowly getting out the bed, but, you know, avoiding going to bed because, you know, what the next day is just going to be some more bullshit. <laughs> uh, so just really just kind of leaving that back in, in my 20 something because uh, that's time is really for learning and doubting. So, right. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> My challenge is growing up, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 30s, honey. Welcome. It gets better. <laughs> it gets a like, hell of a lot better. I feel like my, I'm Good. loving it. Good. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's great. Um, so y'all know I love to put people onto new things that I'm watching, listening to, working out to, you know, anything new that I'm trying. And so right now, well, not right now, but kind of piggybacking off what you were talking about. Um, in my own therapy, I've been doing a lot of work with like relationships and you know, changing your expectations of people and your access, people's access um, to you. And so my new new is to just leave motherfuckers where they at, period, period. <laughs> if it's given raggedy, Word. stop trying to write narratives about oh, why it doesn't matter. People show you every day how they feel about you and we choose to ignore it. And so in my thirties, I have stopped. I'm not having no more conversations. You know, if you're going to be raggedy, I'm going to let you be raggedy, but you're not going to be in my life, period. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so go ahead and block that access for some people. You know, I tell my clients, you're the CEO of your life. You get to hire, fire, and promote people as you see fit. Mm -hmm. And that's my new new. Does anybody else have a new new? Y'all watching anything new? Y'all got any like new insight that you want to tell people about? I would say my new new is somewhat similar and it's really this understanding that you can't expect for everybody to clap for you. And sometimes mm. you just got to clap for your damn self. Right. And so, <laughs> and it's hurtful, especially when you're in a season of growth and you want the people around you to see you and you want them to validate mm -hmm. you. You want them to reshare and retweet all the things that you're doing because shit, you do it for them. Right. Yeah. But then when it's Ooh. new, it's crickets. Like crickets. crickets. It's and you know where they at? No, 
Okay. Hey, and that's been coming up <laughs> for me a lot in the last few years. Like, I feel you, same. You know, you start a business, you do this, you start to grow, you elevate in a different way. And then right. I think you start to observe, like, okay, I've done these things, but like, damn, it's wide as hell back Where's there. the energy? Like, Where's the energy? But you did something and I'm posting and sharing and tagging. And Where's the energy? Stuff. Right. So I think that's been coming up a lot for me is like really learning how to clap for myself and also mm-hmm. understanding where that pain is coming from, right? Like that sadness when I'm not being celebrated in that way, right? Mm-hmm. And so really catering to the 10-year-old me the baby mm-hmm. who like yeah people didn't come to the birthday party or people didn't right. come to this right and like understanding in those moments that like I gotta show up and I gotta turn up for her right and mm-hmm. I don't give a damn if this person over here can do it for me or this person over there is willing to do it it's my job to do it for me and right. period that kind of reminds me of a tweet that I tweeted this week and I'm just gonna share it for the good people Um, I'm not sure if this is your specific situation, but this has been on my mind also. And I feel like, why not put the folks on? So I said, sometimes we meet people in a rougher season of our lives and they they categorize you as being somewhat beneath them. So when you grow and have your circumstances improved, often these people aren't willing, notice I said, aren't willing. Mm-hmm. to see your growth or achievements because it deviates from their idea of you. Beware of these people. These people often bring up past mistakes or shortcomings in an effort to remind you of your place in their life. So pay attention and move accordingly and protect your peace always. Period. period. Yeah. Not even period. Exclamation mark. Exclamate. Because... Just stop playing in my face. Just stop Stop playing in my face. You you could play in the 20s, but these 30s right here, no. Mm -hmm. No, ma'am, no, sir. Finito. Yeah, this is grown. This is grown, grown. Correct. Grown, grown. Grown, grown. I'm not. I'm not. If the energy ain't there, then honey, neither am I, period. I love it. I feel like... Jasmine, do you have a new new for the people? I do. Sorry, I'm over here taking notes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Writing down all the gems. Yes. Uh, for me, a new new. Uh, I recently, just before this newest season started, I binged P Valley. I Period. heard it. You know what I mean. Oh, word on the curb. Word on, word on the curb. Um, and so stars on, you know, they were on the, the fire stick. They were like, you know, you can watch the first season for free. Right. Okay. So I, I binged it and the first two episodes, I think were out of the current season. I was like, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, I got to keep this going. So, so yeah, that's the new, new, um, the episodes apparently drop like first thing Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, well, I watched it last night. Oh, did you? Oh, mm-hmm. well, see, you put me on. But I think um, so. Yeah, I was like my omelet this morning watching that. <laughs> oh, she said my omelet and some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> my what omelet and the Mercedes that? experience. <laughs> okay, Mercedes experience. Okay, Mercedes. I said if he this nigga say Mercedes, right. one more time. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm sick of him. Um, so yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, it's definitely one for the culture. P.S. I miss Insecure. Me too. Yeah. Me too. In a real way. Um, but her new show is going to be coming out in a couple weeks. So we'll see how that go. Yeah, definitely check it out. Rap shit, right? Yeah. I'm a tune in. <laughs> I am. So as we said, well, I don't know that we said, but life be life in. And, you know, sometimes we be having all kind of shit pop up into our mind and it's like, oh, let me wake up. And then your brain be like, aren't you worried? And you're like, worried about what? <laughs> what do you mean? That was a Should perfect facial. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be worried? You know, and then you just start thinking about all kinds of shit, you know, and ruminating on shit, mm -hmm. you know, you're nervous. It's just anxiety is a lot. Okay. And oftentimes black women don't recognize that they're having anxiety because, well, I don't know. I don't want to say generalize for black women, but I could say for me, like I didn't understand, you know, what was going on because I'm just like, okay, I got to always be productive. I got to be doing this, got to do this, do this, do this. You know, and so I didn't really give myself that time to explore how I was feeling or acknowledge how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of chug, 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 like the little choo-choo train. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, anxiety has been something that I have experienced throughout my life. Um, and I'm working through it. <laughs> I am still doing the shit that I need to do, which means that it is high functioning, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I talked a little bit about my experience. Does anyone else have like any experience with high functioning anxiety? Yeah. It's everyone's uh, least favorite auntie, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's you you said something that kind of hit a point for me because I I 100% related what you had to say like you regardless of how you feel uh, up day down day um, out of sync with yourself and you still got to perform and it's um, a lot of it is as black women especially uh, expected of you mm -hmm. and I wrote down I jotted down here culturally uh, high functioning. Um, and then you can insert, you know, depression, anxiety. Um, yeah, I think a lot of us, especially uh, myself personally, uh, can relate to that. And those feelings of trying to, to tread water, so to speak. And it's exhausting. It is. It's exhausting. And sometimes we need to just take it and sit on the bank and and chill. But a lot of us have been out here. Uh, I can say, especially since February of 2020, which is when I started my master's, mm. uh, I have been that is shredding so up. the waters of life. Right. <laughs> Somebody go get me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about you, America? I was going to say, Jasmine, with the E, I would come get you, but baby girl, I'm out here with you too. So 
I can't say right. because I'm in the water with you. See? Um, exactly. But I would if I could. I promise you I would. Um, SOS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby. Um, so, yes, I have experienced anxiety for a long time, but much like the depression situation, shit, I didn't know it. Um, I didn't know that, you know, the upset stomach, the headaches, the irritability, me being TTG, right? Like, I didn't know that was anxiety. Um, For the longest, I was just told that I was an old soul and sometimes I had an attitude, right? So, like, I didn't realize that a lot of the symptoms that I was exhibiting was, in fact, anxiety. And it really just... it, It really goes back to this expectation, that society places on us and then for so long we've worn as a badge of honor right like being a strong black woman like our responsibility to take on the weight of the world we want to save every damn body we want to prioritize everybody over ourselves my needs don't matter i have feelings but they don't matter i'm just gonna do what I need to do for the next person, because that's what God says do, or Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be the martyr. So um, really we have to understand that wearing that badge that we used to call a badge of honor, but now I really just think is a badge of struggle is really acting us in ways that we don't even really fully understand. Right. There's two things that I wanted to say. Um, you mentioned being told that you're an old soul. Mm -hmm. I saw a meme and a TikTok video where they were saying that um, like boomers are just okay with, you know, just fucking hating life, Mm -hmm. you know, and having anxiety and depression, but not doing anything to get any help for it. And just like, okay, well, this is just life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that came up for me. I'm like, damn, being told like an old soul in that regard is just kind of saying like, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second thing that I wanted to say, don't do this to me, mom brain. I'm like, no, what did, what's the last thing that you said? um we wear struggle as a badge of honor badge of honor there it is okay thank you for that Mm -hmm. I also saw some videos I saw some memes like I've just been seeing stuff you know and it was like I am no longer the strong friend I am the soft friend like I need to be taken care of and I was like facts because all throughout my 20s I was experiencing anxiety and depression and checking on people and who the fuck was checking on me right Mm -hmm. yeah not many people Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wonder how many of those friends right those people that hold that same space in their friend groups are therapists today many of us yeah because we're creating the space that we wish somebody would have created for us yeah about to come through the screen yeah because that is one that's literally the reason why i'm so passionate about working with like black teen girls because i needed that Mm -hmm. and i have that yeah. Like, which is the new was, job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it is. It's crazy because even 
during that time, during my teens, you know, that irritability, yes, it could be attributed to being a teen, but it could also be attributed to being anxious, you know, having depression. Mm -hmm. And no one really like trying to do anything about it. You said something too about the boomers and you know, that is what it is. But I also think that for a lot of us, not just the boomers, but also us millennials, the older millennials too, there's just this under, like there's this thing where it's like, well, I felt this way since I was a teenager and here I am 30 plus. Well, shit, I guess this is just how it's going to be, right? So it's not even that like, oh, I'm okay with it, but I don't know anything different. And so we don't know anything different. We think that this is just like how it's supposed to be. Right, right. But that's generational. That's yes. cultural. I I feel some type of way about these boomers. Okay, they're problematic. Definitely. And I Lord Jesus help me. They gotta go. Um, not gotta go. Uh, they gotta go. Where did they the go? They on their way out. The whole look. I, I live in Texas, y'all. And oh, okay. They're Them boomers. You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The whole thing, I was just telling someone not to get on the politics kick, but I'm just saying, we're talking about boomers and their problematic nature. Um, they're trying to hold on to a way of life that they grew up with, which is the 40s. Right. And we know where women were in the 40s. We know where Black folks were in the 40s. We know where anyone of color was in the 40s. And if we're watching and not so much listening to what's going on in our country and our society right now, it's really just that older generation of like trying to grapple with what they think culturally it should all look like, mm-hmm. the box right. they should fit in. Right. And the rest of us, we grew up reading those, you know, we were taught those lessons in history and we grew up and we're like, oh, that's not really what y'all were selling. Mm, and a lot of us are coming into adulthood and have yet to find a stable ground Mm. Uh, and really high functioning depression depression excuse me high functioning anxiety is just seeming like you're able to cope in the day-to-day while you're constantly feeling anxious Mm -hmm. and um i just yeah so many of us that you say just you touched on you said since you were a teenager and um, I'm like, yeah, it it really has been like that <laughs> since dial up. <laughs> since MySpace. <laughs> since MySpace. <laughs> okay. Ooh, our age is showing and that's fine. I love it for us. Um, yeah, I mean, I watched like a couple of people on YouTube and one of the people that I watched, Jayla Majet, um, she has ADHD and anxiety. And so she was, she talks a lot about like having anxiety and what that looks like for her, you know, the irritability and not being able to voice that, you know, I'm feeling anxious. So instead it's like, I'm gonna snap you know, and we're going to have problems. And I'm like, this is true. You know, in the past, I did have a lot of that. And then being in relationships with someone who also had that. And so it's just really raggedy as fuck, Um, especially when you're not (laughs) doing anything about it, to just be two anxious people, you know, irritable, 
on edge, just like, you know, ready to fucking go at all times. And it's just like, this a mess. <laughs> I need no parts in this, you know? And so for me, it's like going to therapy has been life-changing for me because it's given me that opportunity to put language to feelings and, you know, understand it more for myself, because it's very easy to get into the profession and, you know, okay, I read all these books. I know these um, theories, like, okay, you know, but if you have not dealt with your own shit, Mm -hmm. you could be fucking up (laughs) your clients. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be projecting how, how you're feeling on them. Like, oh, I, are you feeling irritable? And it's like, obviously you are irritable. Right. And so it's so important to take inventory of how you're feeling, check in with yourself. You know, I love to check in with myself because it's like, okay, this happened. And so how am I feeling? What, what came up for me in that moment? What do I need to let that go and to be able to go throughout? But see, that is 31-year-old me. Right. 21-year-old me. Right. Going off. Right. <laughs> Can I say something about that too? Because I think it's important to understand when we are doing this work, both as therapists and as clients, right, is understand, and especially as Black women, is there's going to be different versions of you on this journey, right? And so we got to be willing to give younger us and other people give younger them a lot of grace because you're not ignoring that you're anxious or you're not ignoring your feelings, especially as a Black woman or a Black teenager, right? Like, it's not that you don't want right. to. It's the fact right. that most of us haven't been taught how to feel our feelings appropriately mm-hmm. or how to identify right. what's going on. Like that hasn't been modeled for a lot of us. And right. I, you know, I don't know about y'all, but there's plenty of times I remember saying like, I'm uncomfortable or I don't like this or I feel this and being told like, well, you're a child. Right. So what could you be stressed about? Or you're fine. It's going to be okay. Right. And so if you grow up like expressing yourself as a child Mm -hmm. and those emotions are invalidated or they're minimized, then of course, as you get older, it's hard as hell to then be like, okay, this is how I feel. And I feel this way because no, I was told for 10, 13 plus years, not me, not me exactly, but you know, when you told that for 10 plus years or however long that your feelings aren't valid or they don't mm-hmm. really matter or it's not a big deal then right. of course it's going to be hard to really take inventory of what's going on and I think that's why so many of us do experience anxiety because if we look at the literal definition of anxiety is something about uh worry or uncertainty and like yeah okay that's cute but also a lot of anxiety is the fact that we have all of these emotions that have been stuffed the hell down because we Mm -hmm. haven't been taught how to process them. And they're literally sitting in our body and they're trying to get out. So what better way to get your attention than when you talk, you start to sweat or you have a hard time breathing or your heart starts to race, right? Like these Mm -hmm. emotions are trying to get our attention that they haven't 
been tended to before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Triggers. Period. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you touched on a lot there too for me, America. I started out as the client and mainly in undergrad, like we had to go for extra credit. And mm-hmm. it was through counseling that I learned self-awareness because mm-hmm. you have to be able to, certain therapists are going to make you confront what those feelings are mm-hmm. and they're going to hit it right on the head. Yeah. And those are the, those are the good ones. Those are the ones that are going to make you put in the work. Uh, because we're not there to give advice. We're not there to teach you how to live your life. We're simply there to use our skills to help you navigate through your experience. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what you said too, a lot of us have been taught to shrink ourselves in mm-hmm. childhood, but yet right. as adults, we have to occupy a space or less we're miserable. And right. so it's really the unlearning, <clears throat> excuse me, it's really the unlearning uh, that we can start to do to break the cycles of our high-functioning anxiety and really grow to live fully and appreciate uh, how far we've come. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. A word. <laughs> a word, a gem, if you will. <laughs> but absolutely, you know, and if you've been experiencing this forever, thing you might feel like okay everybody feels like this Mm -hmm. um I saw a tweet of someone who recently started ADHD medication and they were like this how y'all been living this whole time like y'all just been functioning just able to focus (laughs) and I'm like yeah you know and so being able to get to the place where you can address your anxiety you know, in therapy is so important, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have the right therapist, it can really be life-changing and it does take kind of, sometimes it takes like a couple therapists, but sometimes you do get the jackpot Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're really able to do that work. I remember when I was looking for a therapist, I was like, ooh, I need someone who's really going to make me do the work. And bitch, I'm over here. (laughs) You want me to have this conversation about my childhood trauma? Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. But I know that this is the best work that I can do for myself, you know? And she's helping me to decrease that anxiety you know, to get in touch with my childhood self. Mm-hmm. What would my childhood self have wanted and needed at that moment? Right. And being able to provide that to myself now. Mm-hmm. I'll text my husband like, I'm feeling a little anxious. I'm gonna go spend some time with my childhood self. And I'll put on like, that's a raven or, you know, as told by ginger or something like that. And just kind of chill. Mm-hmm. have that time for myself. I think we mm-hmm. should talk about the symptoms yeah. of that. Cause you mentioned going to a therapist and then we've also talked about how for a lot of us, it's not even something that we realize is an issue. So maybe right. we should talk about symptoms. So like maybe we all could share like a symptom or two that we've noticed either with ourselves or others that could be helpful. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I said earlier, the um, irritability comes up 
for me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that frequent, frequent worry. Me being a new mom, I started to get intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, what the fuck? Like, is this okay? Like, Mm -hmm. am I okay? You know, and then I read a book called um, Good Moms Get Have Scary Scary Thoughts or something like that. And I was like, Oh, my God, yes, Mm -hmm. this is it. You know, this is part of my anxiety. Because I literally would be like just driving and I'm like, oh my God, like they just be shooting randomly. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, why would I think about that right now as I'm driving? You know, and so being able to read that book really did help me because I didn't even tell anyone that I was having this happen. You know, I told my husband months later, I'm like, hey, you know, sometimes I just be like thinking about very scary shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he's like like tell me more you know um shout out to him because other niggas yeah right (laughs) bitch (laughs) you know um and so for me that is what my anxiety (laughs) is like (laughs) i was trying not to laugh but what you said bitch (laughs) no because you know what real quick that's some real shit like most most no, it women would be like, bitch, yeah. get on somewhere. But I <laughs> will say it. having a supportive partner and this is a lot of time, but having a supportive partner when you're dealing with anxiety is top tier, yes. life-changing, blessed be them because baby, sometimes I feel sorry for my yeah. so blessed be. Mm. Here's to them. Cheers. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm single. <laughs> Cheers to those guys. <laughs> oh, but no, shit. really, for single people, right? If this is something that you are struggling with, uh, I would say first get a handle on what your triggers are, what you're yeah. going through. Um, and once you're in a safe space to navigate other relationships besides the one yes. of your own, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. the response yes. that you're partner has when you come to them with vulnerability is everything yes everything (laughs) everything and not just partners but family members friends friends too right because being honest about when you really experience anxiety and it becomes debilitating and Mm -hmm. really having that conversation with people for the first time that's some scary shit and a person's right. response yeah. can make or break how you move forward. And so, yes, right. that's going to be critical. So important. What were some of the like symptoms that you both experience? Um, for, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, um, please. I, okay. <laughs> I would say... Uh, Striving for perfectionism. Ooh, more so for me, it was I'm not doing this right. I'm not adulting correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 25 and I don't have a house yet. Or, you know, it's just all these things that you think are boxes you have to check. And a lot of it mm-hmm. is for me personally was expectations my, my dad was putting on me mm-hmm. of how things should have, could have, would have went. Right. Um, and me having to navigate that just chill 
and this is my life and my story um, Mm -hmm. and breathe. And so that's something Mm -hmm. that I've had to work with. um, And I tend to dwell because of that, dwelling on past mistakes, which Mm -hmm. just brews up anxiety. And all anxiety is, is fear of the unknown. Right. Uh, And so for me, it it helps to kind of break it down that way um, in order to kind of talk myself off that ledge Mm -hmm. of you are fucking up your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I say this as someone that like, you know, is is big picture um doing i i am doing the work you you mentioned earlier that as therapist we have to take care of our things and i want to say that right now in the programs the people that are going to school changing careers um, our professors are really drilling into us that you have to do the work so my ability to talk about it so openly is because i um i've already talked about this with my therapist <laughs> Right, right. Period. Uh, for me, it usually, I think I noticed it the most at first around procrastination. So I would wait to the last minute to get things done, like the last possible minute. And then, and this, this is relatively new too. So that's when it like clicked that there was something going on. So wait to the last minute and then I would just have like long stretches of getting shit done. And it's almost like I was trying to overcompensate for the fact that I waited to the last minute to get these things done. And mm-hmm. I started being mindful of the inner dialogue that was happening during that time and realized that a lot of it was, okay, you waited to the last minute, you're lazy, you're wasting time, you've done this, you've done that. So now it was like, oh, I got to make up for this. Not realizing that there was anxiety anxiety was the root cause of me quote procrastinating because I was concerned about having all of these things to do and feeling overloaded and overwhelmed. Um, so I would wait to the last minute because sometimes shit, that was all I had in my spirit was that last minute. Um, and then the inability to really sit the fuck down and enjoy the moment. That is not my strong suit at all. I am a traveler. I'm a Sagittarius. That's my big three. It's what we do. I like to move around. (laughs) And pre-pandemic, I was out the country every couple months, whatever. And I would notice that when me and my homegirl would come back from our trips, I couldn't remember a damn thing. Like, I couldn't remember a thing. Like, nothing. And, you know, (laughs) the drinks were slowing, too, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that I was. I was gonna so, say break that down. Oh, no, it wasn't that <laughs> like, I was so drunk that I could like. I could not remember the trip because during the trip I would spend so much time thinking about. Well, damn, what happens if we don't get back home? God, I hope the pilots like. I hope this happens. I hope mm. wow, this is okay. Wow, what's going on at home? Damn, I still got work to do. Okay, I got to get home and then I got to do this, this, and this, and I got to pay this, mm. and then I got to go do this. And then I need this and I have these groups next week. And then at the time it was like, I'm still waiting for my licensure to come in. What does this mean? What am I going to do next? And that's literally how I would spend our vacation. I'm in Jamaica, adults only. At the time I was single, you got the men's running around, honey. And baby is thinking about what I got to do when I get home. And I'm there for a week. And then I would get home and be like, damn, I am tired as hell. And people would be like, well, you was gone for a week. What's the problem? 
because baby won't enjoy in the moment, right? I was literally right. so focused on what was next. And I was like always thinking about the worst case scenario, what may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. So those are yeah. the two things that I noticed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many other symptoms and behaviors that comes along with high functioning anxiety, but these are the things that really come up for us. Um, and so maybe there's something that you're like, oh, shit, is that what that is? Like, you know, might be helpful to just try and seek therapy. You know, we all have done it and are doing it. Shout out to my therapist, Jasmine. Okay. Um, and therapist name is yes, Jasmine. Yes. <laughs> there. Cheers to that. Yes. Right. Shout out to the nineties babies. Period. Oh wait, I'm, I'm 88. Can I, can you throw me in that too? Okay, yeah, shout out to America. The late 80s, too. Okay, the 88s and the early 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, I just want to give the people a couple of like little coping skills that they Mm -hmm. can use. Um, You know, if they experience this, Um, one of my favorite coping skills for people that have like panic attacks with their anxiety is that five senses grounding technique. Um, It's so helpful to just kind of get back in touch with all of your senses because that should be going haywire Mm. when you are having a panic attack. And so for that, you would just kind of have for me, I like to have my little hand up and look around for five things I can see, four things I can feel, three things I can hear two things I can smell, and one thing I can taste. Her. <laughs> Her. <laughs> um, and that, and obviously the deep breathing. And for me, really like um, aromatherapy. So I will keep that Bath and Body Works stress relief on me mm-hmm. okay hand sanitizer car spray like I had driving anxiety after having some uh car accidents and I was like bitch spray it up mm-hmm. okay these are the things that really help me with my anxiety you know checking in with myself and as usual talking to my therapist mm-hmm. the biggest one for me um I do a lot of work around like calming your vagus system. So like ice, so changing your temperature. So ice pack on your chest, holding on to ice in your hands, cold water on your wrist are really helpful. Even standing in a cold shower, life-changing, ask me how I know. Um, But I think those things are super helpful in the moment. But I also really, really, really want to stress the point that anxiety is usually always there and we have to live our lives in such a way that allows us to be able to reduce the likelihood of that threshold that panic attack happening getting to that 10 right so creating structures throughout the day every single day to do things that make us feel good so that we are able to manage the anxiety versus waiting till we have a panic attack and then, right. oh no, this shit doesn't work. I'm breathing and it's not working. Right. This because you've been working on getting to a 10 for the last three days and now you want to breathe. Like, so dancing, movement, so Peloton, 
running, yes. walking, um, petting animals. Uh, that's a hit or miss. Uh, just really just being able to connect with other people and being able to move your body, I would say, are like my top two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A big one, uh, I would say rest, finding what resting your mind, resting your body, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be more of a proactive approach. Uh, even if it's taking extra 10 minutes of your day, five mm-hmm. in the morning, five at night, and just resting. Uh, I've yeah. seen on social media this thing of like brown noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I kind of want to look into to see if it's that that's really a thing is it calming uh what what are we doing what's going on uh america's giving me the nods i like it i like brown noise got me through 2020 (laughs) so yeah word okay yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice so yeah um and i agree the aromatherapy is uh for me a big one is stretching Mm. i recently got into researching uh how we hold trauma in our body Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some things that uh, I would like to learn for myself. I would like to release. Um, and ultimately, I would like to learn these skills in order to work with other women, um, especially those that have experienced sexual trauma, um, mm-hmm. to release that tension uh, that can sometimes literally be from the base of your skull uh, down right. to your Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, and, and we're walking around with that daily. You know what I mean? Functioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes. Right. So just to piggyback off all of those things. Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, so hopefully, y'all got something from this conversation. I don't know if y'all wanted to have a commitment this week. If you want to do commitments next week, how are we feeling? Can we follow up on our commitments from last time? Yeah, we can, which um, I didn't do mine. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what were they? (laughs) My bad. I was excited about that thing too. I was like, I was committed. Look, I was committed for turning up for my birthday last time. Right. It was (laughs) giving. Okay, let's move on to this week. Accomplished. (laughs) <laughs> mine was to drink a gallon of water mm-hmm. no oh yeah yeah yeah. i remember that now we wanted to be hydrated mm-hmm. check okay mine was to use my break time as my actual breaks and i did that good i'm so proud of you thank you girl it probably won't happen next week but thank you we're gonna speak hey, positivity is- well that's not okay. my commitment for next week though so it don't matter <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we should be building okay. these as, lo- as blocks. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, uh, mine is going to be stretching. I have, I'm going to rework my budget around, move mm-hmm. some nonsense out, mm-hmm. and I decided that I'm going to start back on reformer Pilates. And, okay, uh, I know the girlies are loving Pilates here. Yeah, ask about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let me see. I'm actually going to drink a gallon of water because I do need to do this. Like I used to do this all the time and I need to get back into it since Jamaica. 
I've been eating, okay. enjoying your life, having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, enjoying. That's what you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so just, you know, showing myself some grace and also holding myself accountable, um, you know, because you can do both. Um, but yeah, I'm going to commit to drinking a gallon of water every day until next Sunday. I'm gonna do it. Period. I'm gonna get back on my habit tracker. I'm gonna get my shit together. Okay. It's a new day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hopefully y'all got something from this conversation, you know, whether it is to check in with yourself and say like, oh, maybe I should get a therapist and figure out if this is high functioning anxiety, you know, um, feel free to connect with us online at Seek Therapy Podcast on, I think, Instagram and then seek therapy pod on Twitter. Um, and you know, let's get this conversation going. Let's use the hashtag high functioning bitch. (laughs) (laughs) High functioning bitch and tag us at seek therapy pod. And we're going to get this combo going and we want to hear what your anxiety looks like and what you do. Um, And let's really get that combo going for the fifth time. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next week as we talk about perfectionism. And we will see y'all next week. Tune in. Take care. Oh, everyone. And my spiel. (laughs) You can do the reformer Pilates. You can drink the green shakes. You can do CrossFit. But if you're ignoring the shit going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy. So go ahead and seek therapy. Because it's 2022, bitch. We all need it. (laughs) Earth is ghetto. It's very ghetto. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye.